everybody and welcome to the DS Live podcast episode number 23 recording this on Saturday January 26th 2007 as always I'm your host Lloyd Hannison the webmaster of Portable Gaming Revolution that's pgrevolution.com and joining me through the magic of the internets and our new equipment setup Edgar Furs <laughs> I'm so happy we have new equipment dude <laughs> I'm happy to have new equipment this is awesome this is going to work out really really well I think and once again as we always state we're doing things a little bit differently this time around. We're, we're happy to do things different all the time. We keep things new and fresh and innovative. Yeah. And so, crash, uh, crashing. And how's e. it work? Is it, has it crashed yet? <coughs> is it no, no. Good on, on your end? We're no, recording? We're, no, we're recording. Everything's, everything's going around nicely, wow, it looks right. like. Um, hey, guys, what's up? How's it going? <laughs> uh, don't don't uh, worry as we talk about our new equipment more than we talk about news because we might be doing that actually yeah very much so because it's going to be very light um you guys may or may not know that as of the new year there hasn't been too much in the way of news for the ds really or the wii um so i think if you guys are subscribed to the wii spot podcast you may have heard or you'll be hearing that uh it's kind of light and uh we kind of bs a lot kind of the same thing with uh this one it's going to be very similar i think in the same vein so um what have you been up to, Lloyd? What's uh, what's going on in your life? <laughs> well, uh, other than working a copious amount of time doing tech support for friends and family and uh, not actually seeing my family for the last week, uh, not a heck of a lot. Um, yeah. I don't know. If you guys are li- <laughs> you, if you guys are listeners of the We Spot podcast, you probably heard me talk about the new equipment and how everything is going to be nice and quick. We're going to be recording the podcast and then I'll be able to edit it and get it out to you in no time, and everything's going to be really, really good. That. Yeah, that was that was definitely said on the podcast. Shut, shut up, Edgar. Uh, but anyway, um, just after I said that, everything was great. Everything was set to be posted, and then I got really busy, and I actually haven't had a chance to edit the We Spot podcast, and it's been a week, and I feel really, 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 really horrible about it but uh, i'm going to be doing that you don't feel that horrible no i i do i feel i feel really bad actually so um basically this this is what the new setup is i have a new mixer Uh, as you guys remember my mixer died and i was using that horrible 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 tinny usb mic Uh, well that's gone it's been buried and uh, i kind of peed on the grave a little so that made me feel really happy Um, but i have my nice new mic there you go tappy tappy um connected to a new mixer and i have edgar um being coming in through skype as we always do that is also piping into the mixer and then that's all being sent and i'm recording both tracks simultaneously uh, amongst other things as well so i'm really really stoked that this is actually working um i'm kind of an audio geek when it comes to that type of stuff and it's just amazing that in in today's world you can have a home studio that just operates so nice um, but anyway, um, what's going to happen then is I'm going to be finishing the recording uh, and then it'll take me no time to quickly polish this up, get it out the door and post it up on the RSS feed. So what, what that's going to mean is a lot more, uh, a, a lot quicker and more timely podcasts for the listeners, provided I don't get called in and end up working 12 hour days again. Do you promise this time? Do you pinky swear? Because last time you said it, but you didn't promise or pinky swear. Yeah, so that's why and I can only believe people that uh, pinky swear. Uh, I pinky swear. Here, I'll pinky swear with you, Edgar. Virtually. 
unfortunately, which I don't think is where. There we are. <coughs> Excuse me. We actually even had the. We started recording live. I mean, usually, guys, when we record this thing, um, we we just record the audio and we splice in the, you know, the in and outro uh, later on. But this time, it felt like we were almost on a radio show of some sort because uh, we almost had like we. I I felt like there was the on air symbol came up as soon as I heard the music come up and I had to put my coffee down and get all ready and. You know, we may have. Sp- do we have sponsors? I don't know. Do we have sponsors or something? We, this is crazy. We, I don't know. We do not like have sponsors. We do not, unfortunately. Can we make up sponsors? Can our <laughs> can our listeners make up sponsors for us? Oh, sure. Yeah, guys, make up sponsors, and and we'll we'll talk about them in the next podcast. Do you guys have a website that you need to pimp? Um, maybe we'll talk about that next podcast as well. As long as you send us emails. Yeah, speaking of, how about we start the you know the podcaster podcast e relationship again? Uh, podcasting being you guys, mm-hmm. I guess, because you guys podcast and listen to them. We're podcasters since we record. I don't know. So how about we start that dialogue again and see if we could, you know, talk like we used to. I kind of miss you guys. I've you, been away in like uh, another country for like two weeks and that's right. No, uh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, we, we talked about it on the the We Spot podcast, but we haven't talked about it on this one. Why don't you uh, Why don't you tell the the friendly folks at home uh, where Edgar was? Where in the world was, is Edgar first? <laughs> I was I was in Peru for uh, for two weeks and had uh, the most incredible time and plan on traveling a lot more now because of the trip. Um, but uh, yeah, I had oh man, uh, it's probably extremely boring. But we literally recorded about two and a half hours worth of podcast the other day on uh, at the Nurbler headquarters. Wow! Uh, with about an hour an hour and a half of it being about uh, about Peru. So. Part A is up. It's a it's a hefty hour and a half long. If you guys really don't care about Peru, or if it's you may not want to download it, but if it's something you know Peru is, and Machu Picchu is a a place that you've um, fantasized about or, or had a uh, thing for, and you may want to visit, um, you know you, you may want to go ahead and listen to it. Um, it's not funny. I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, it's really <laughs> not funny. But I was actually surprised that I kept. Even my crew, my crew has ADD. Steve, Jose, Kathy, they all have ADD. They have a big screen TV right in front of them when we're recording podcasts and, you know, a PlayStation 3 and 360. So if I go into any kind of topic for too long, they just kind of veer off and we start watching, you know, Dr. 90210 or something. But uh, I kept their interest for the entire time. So it may not be funny, but it's kind of interesting. Um, and especially if you want to actu- uh, travel to Peru or South America, you know, you may want to go and check it out. So... A part A is up, uh, hour and a half long. Part B is uh, going to be up today, and it's another hour long. So, wow. Overall, I enjoyed my trip. I did the four-day Inca Trail hike, which was, in my opinion, the only way to see Machu Picchu for the first time. Um, it's almost uh, almost pointless for for well, if you're able to a- able to do the hike, to just go up there and do a bus and take pictures and come back. There's no reward. There's no grand payoff where if you do a hike, you learn the history on, on the trail, and you see all these little ruins that kind of build up to seeing how grand and beautiful Machu Picchu is uh, once you get there. So there's a huge payoff at the end. And I, I really enjoyed it. Made made some amazing uh, amazing friends on the way from all around the world. So it's it's a trip that I will never forget, and I would like to plan another soon. Awesome. So there you go. So uh, basically what Edgar's saying is if you guys want to hear more about uh, Peru, Check out the Nerd Blurb podcast over at nerdblurb.com. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, 
And also, we uh, you didn't talk about uh, your little CD. Or oh the yeah, I almost forgot. Uh, thanks a lot, guys, for all the, uh, the the feedback that you sent in on the little Xmas present or holiday present uh, that we guys that we sent to you, which was the uh, best gift of all CD that Kara did. Uh, we've received like without a word of a lie, hun- hundred emails or more, um, and and they keep coming. Um, with people that were thanking us, uh, people that said that they uh, made copies for the friends, uh, they played it at Christmas, they played it at whatever holiday that they uh, celebrated, and it was just really good. Kara's responded to, I guess, she, I thought she responded to about a half, but they keep coming in, so it's probably about a third, and, and she wants to respond to as many as possible. It's just really hard when she's taking care of the kids all day, um, but uh, she did want me to pass on thanks to everybody uh, some really awesome comments came in, some really good constructive criticism, and it, it was all real positive, which was really good. Uh, I expected, uh, you know how the internet is, and, and they get really down on things, uh, but no, it was all mainly positive, or totally positive, actually. Um, so we, we just wanted to uh, say thanks to you guys for taking the time to send this email, and we're really glad that you did enjoy the, uh, the CD that we uh, gave you guys. That's probably because all, uh, all the nerds out there were all hopped up on uh, uh, their toys and then all the good eats that they had during Christmas so mm. they didn't have a, a bad word to say about anything. But it actually, it was extremely well done. I, I uh, you know, not with my friend and all, but uh, if, he would, if he asked me my opinion about it, I would have been very critical, but there's nothing to be critical about. It's very well done. Sounds great. Um, he uses exceptional mixing abilities to uh, produce a very high-quality audio uh Audio ex- Thanks, exploration piece. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Unfortunately, uh, it's not Christmas time, so you may or may not be in the mood. But, you know, take a listen. You can still appreciate it even if you didn't download it before. Exactly. Awesome. Okay, let's move around. Let's get into what we are playing. We've had uh, quite some time since we last did a podcast. So you probably played about 80 games, Edgar, I'm sure. I absolutely did not. <clears throat> oh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I was gone in for two weeks in Peru, and unfortunately, I was – well, not unfortunately. I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, I was separated from my electronics for quite a bit of time um, and really didn't have any time to, to play video games uh, while I was there, not even arcades or anything. Usually, I make time to go visit a local arcade or something. Wow. You were but, cut uh, off from the rest of the world pretty much. It felt like it, yeah. When I came back, Brittany, had gone cra- Brittany Spears had gone crazy, and – she uh, went crazy because you left Edgar. I hope you. No, I hope I, you realize that. Yeah, I know. I know. And then, uh, who is it? Jessica Alba gets pregnant. Oh, uh, yeah. It's just it's all all crazy. See, the world ends. Edgar goes out of the country, and the world pretty much ends. Like I think both of them were like, "Oh my God, Edgar's gone." You were holding Jessica. Hollywood together single handedly. <laughs> That's how I roll, man. That's <laughs> how I roll. All right, buddy. So, what have you been playing? Because I haven't been playing anything. Maybe a little Phoenix right here and there. But other than that, um, I need to start getting reacquainted with my video game systems. But um, what have you been playing? Well, um, on the DS, I've pretty much only been playing one game, and that is Picross. I've been playing a hell of a lot of Picross. Um, I'm making it through the ten levels right now, trying to um, basically, if you beat a level in under an hour, uh, you unlock a little image that animates or whatever, and I'm trying to get that on every single puzzle. Um, basically, it doesn't take me an hour for each puzzle, but if you make a mistake, it starts increasingly adding more time uh, as a penalty. So the first the first mistake is like 30 seconds, and a minute, and two minutes, then 20 minutes, and et cetera, et cetera. Like it, it ramps up really fast. 
So I, I've been doing that, and I have, uh, I think, five more puzzles to do. I'm curious to see if anything gets unlocked when you do that. Um, but I've been downloading a lot of, uh, like, both the user-generated um, content and the official Nintendo picture packs and going through those as well. Uh, I, this game has just taken all my time up. I, I haven't had a lot of time for games, but when I do have five minutes, like, it's the perfect bathroom game. It's the perfect just-before-bed game. It's the perfect five minutes to, to waste before leaving the house game. So I've been playing a lot of that. And I've been really, really enjoying it. Oh, um, good. Yeah, some other games. I, I just recently rented No More Heroes for the Wii, and I love it. And I will be going out probably after I get all this editing done and picking up a copy of this. It's uh, it's a Wii uh, game. Uh, it's kind of an action-adventure kind of thing. You play an assassin out to kill the... You're, you're the 11th-ranked assassin in the world, and you want to get to the number one ranked assassin actually i don't think it's the world i think it's north america or whatever but that doesn't really matter and uh, it's done by suda 51 who made killer 7 and it's just like super stylized like all the menus are like old 8-bit atari game looking graphics uh uh, when you cut when you kill somebody you like cut off their head and blood just fountains out like to like obscene proportions so obviously it's not a really violent game because everything is done like so over the top that it, it, it goes past being violent to being more like a cartoon. Um, right. But the, the graphic qual- the graphic uh, style is just amazing. So I'm loving that, and I definitely want to pick that up. And, wow, what else? Uh, on the PS3, I've been playing some Pixel Junk Monsters, which just came out this week as well. So I've been spreading my love around between all the consoles and handhelds and uh, having a lot, of, a lot of fun doing that, actually. Cool. Uh, should we hit up the release list? Yeah, let's get into uh, the release list, see what's been out over the last little while and what will be coming out. Okay, let's see. Okay, some good games that came out since we last talked. You're going to want to head down and probably pick up one of these games at least. Um, the, the two that I that I wanted to mention is Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games uh, has come out, and apparently it's really, really good. I haven't had a chance to play it. Um, but people are saying that it's better than the Wii version uh, just because of all the uh, mini-games and how you control them. Uh, and then we have Advance Wars Days of Ruin. Uh, if you guys haven't already picked this one up, if you're into the RTS uh, genre or uh, turn-based strategy uh, genre at all, you will definitely want to go pick this one up. It's getting crazy, crazy reviews. I know me and Edgar were talking before recording this, and it's getting like 8s, 9s, and 10s all over yeah. the, the interwebs. It's... Uh, it's pretty amazing. Do you, do you think you're going to pick this one up, Edgar? I may. I, I missed out on uh, the first Advance Wars, and uh, unfortunately, they had it. I remember uh, it went on clearance for like 10 bucks almost everywhere, and I, and I went looking for it. And then like I felt like a schmuck later on when I could have had it for like 10 bucks, but I didn't. And mm. now it's, you, know, you can find it for a regular price pretty much. So, uh, and yeah, everyone's saying good things about Advance Wars. Basically, if you like the old. Um, you'll like this one. It doesn't do anything crazy as far as changing gameplay mechanics. Yep. Um, and it sticks kind of to the tried and true. But if you like the tried and true, then this is right up your alley. Um, presentation's phenomenal, and everything just is good. Yeah, <laughs> is what it, it comes down to. For this exactly. One. Uh, the only thing that's really different about this version than any of the other Advance Wars is they've changed the graphic style to be more grittier and not really realistic, but it's not so cartoony and Nintendo Pokemon-y. Um, so that might actually have it sell more because a lot of people were uh, complaining about the uh, the graphic style of the Wii version of Battalion Wars that just came out. So this yeah. might uh, get some of the naysayers in to actually enjoy a game regardless of graphics. 
um, which kind of drives me crazy. But uh, I'm definitely going to be picking this one up. I'm a huge Advance Wars fan. And yeah, I'm just I'm really interested to see how this one turns out and differs from the first one. All right, well, let's uh, move along. This, these are games that are going to be coming out next week, and we have a varying level of good to bad in in this list. Uh, most mostly bad, uh, unless you like kid kid games, because these are like a lot of really kiddie games. Uh, we have Paws and Claws Pet Resort. We have Zoo Tycoon Two. We have Puppy Palace. We have the Spiderwick Chronicles. Uh, we have Homey Rollers with a Z. And it's not from Ubisoft, which I thought patented the letter Z, so I'm really not sure how this game's going to be coming out. Oh, yeah, that's odd. And we have a game called My Horse and Me, um, which rounds up the suck. And then we'll get into the one game which might be decent, and that is Assassin's Creed Altair's Chronicles for the DS. Apparently it's like, it's very similar to the console, Big Brothers. You're going to be going around exploring a full 3D world, um, but... Yeah, uh, that's about all we've heard. There's been no previews, no good previews done, and no reviews up yet, obviously, because the game isn't out yet. I'm very interested to see how this one turns out. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go into the news. Yeah, let's get into the news. News. All right. Well, we first talked about this in the DS Live podcast, and or the Wii Spot podcast, rather, and that is the crazy amounts of... Uh, of systems sold in december across all platforms all consoles everything um and uh, the, the ds did not disappoint uh, do you have those numbers handy edgar can you tell me exactly how many crazy people went to the store and bought a ds in december oh my god in december uh you caught me totally off guard my friend did i all right <laughs> yes. i win oh. <laughs> oh, what's your? Do you have the numbers? Uh, I don't have the exact numbers. I just have the the ballpark numbers. It's something like two point five million DSs were sold in North America in December. Yeah, it's something ridiculous. Like you don't have to have the exact number. You say two and a half million, and and that's good enough of a description. It's uh, yeah, it's crazy. So, um, I I mean, in total, I think there was a total of six million sold prior to that. Um, in, in like, I think that that was a number from October, November. And, uh, then in December they go and they sell 2.5 million, uh, DS lights and it just blew my mind totally. It's unbelievable that DS is still selling so well. Yeah. Um, Lloyd and I actually talked about this at length, uh, right before we started recording the podcast. But, uh, what we talked about was that the saturation point in Japan must be insane. Um, and this is actually, I guess we could bleed into, Another topic that we have later on in the podcast, but um, the DS has finally reached PS2 numbers as far as life, uh, lifetime. Yeah. Um, and it's in Japan. It. Yeah, in Japan. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of scary to know that in um, what is it, two, three years worth of time? Oh, something like that. Yeah, I can't even yeah. remember when when the DS Lite. I all these years since having kids, all the years are bleeding into one one another like i listened to some old podcasts that i did for the psp podcast and i couldn't believe it's from like 2004 or 2005 it's like it's 2008 i was doing this like that long ago so yeah, yeah uh, you asked me when when something came out as, as asking for a year you, you're not going to get a good answer from me well i could tell you right now it was released in 2004 it okay. was first available in north america november 21st and in japan 
December 2nd uh, uh, in 2004. So literally it's been out for uh, if 2004, uh, three years. Yeah, just over. About three years, yeah. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, knowing that it's already surpassed the PS2 if far, as far as lifetime sales in Japan, mm-hmm. that's an astronomical number considering how popular the PS2 was in Japan. Exactly. Um, Let's get, grab these numbers for the people so we can put it into context. Uh, since the system came out, in Japan, the DS has sold 20,954,157 units. Um, yeah. And this is from this is from somewhere uh, late December, so it's pretty pretty up-to-date numbers. Um, yeah. On the other hand, the PS2, 20,901,468. And the mm-hmm. PS2 came out in, what, 2001, I believe, right? Yeah. Or was it yeah. 2000, late 2000 in Japan? I, I can't recall. But yeah, so I mean, the DS has been out for half as much time, and it's sold already more. Um, it, it's just a juggernaut in Japan. It's unbelievable. Yeah, and that kind of brings the total up for worldwide sales to this point. This is as of uh, December thirty first, two thousand seven. A worldwide total of sixty four point seventy five uh, seventy nine million, mm-hmm. which exactly. is astronomical um each territory really has um an equal share which doesn't make sense because japan is tiny mm-hmm. but um each territory respectively uh is for japan is 20 now it's actually um a, the numbers that i have are, look like they're a little bit more updated than what we just read off but for japan is 21.66 million mm-hmm. uh in the americas it's 20 million and for other which is mostly europe mm-hmm. uh it's about 22.9 million. Yeah. I'm looking at uh, the updated numbers from VG charts um, for, I, I guess, a lot of them sold in January already. And yeah, uh, 21 million in the US, 21, almost 22 million in Japan, and 23 million for the rest of the world. So yeah, it's, it's unbelievable how well. 66.45 million is their number, but it's not 100% accurate. They do a lot of uh, guesstimating because places like Walmart, and other big box stores do not report their numbers to the NPDs or the media crate uh, companies, so it's uh, they're they're doing a little bit of guesstimating, but it's fairly fairly accurate. And yeah, like so that's two point five million sold in North America in December, which is like what ten percent of the amount that have that is sold before it. Right, um, right. And I think like all year that the total, like I said, was something like eight million units for for the rest of the year. And then they sold 2.5 in in December, so it's just it's it's insane. The the yeah. DS Nintendo like because the Wii is selling like crazy too. It's just like I don't know taking the market and making it their uh, their uh, their. Uh, um, don't say it. I, I won't say it, but don't that's what they're doing. It. That's what they're doing. <laughs> anyway, you'll have to excuse me. I'm com- fighting a cold here, so I'm going to be coughing like a, a son of a gun. But uh, yeah, let's let's move along. Unless you have anything else to add on that, Edgar? No, not at all. Um, we pretty much went through all the numbers, and December was not a slouch for for any console. But uh, especially the Wii and the DS definitely turned up. All the DS and the Wii buyers turned up in droves for for Christmas. Exactly. Um, well, let's let's move along a little bit. Uh, th- this has been long rumored, but recently confirmed. Um, that is a two-tone blue DS. Uh, everybody knows that the uh, two-tone black and red DS came out uh, with, like, what was it? It was Brain Age 2 bundle, and yep. then it was, it was released uh, a- apart from that bundle after that. Well, it looks like there is going to be a blue and black, a black and blue uh, DS uh, coming out in the near future, 
and that was confirmed through a pre-order page that popped up at Circuit City. Um, as soon as this uh, the story hit and went crazy, uh, I guess Circuit City got um, a very angry telephone call, probably from Reggie himself, saying, get that garbage off your website. We haven't announced it yet. Uh, because shortly after this, this story exploding on the internet, uh, the page was pulled down. And I, I don't know what happened to all the pre-orders, but uh, I'm assuming that if you pre-ordered it, they would still keep your money and they'll just ship you the product when it actually uh, hits. So yeah, if you guys are looking for a new DS Lite, I think uh, Kara is looking for one because she's sick of her DS fat. Uh, you might want to look at maybe getting one of these really, really sexy black and blue uh, DSs. We'll link to uh, a story over at DS Fanboy uh, since the original Circuit City page has been taken down. So you can get a good look at the, uh, the DS yourself. Now let me ask you this. Uh, as a side topic, since we have time to splurge a little bit. Yeah, we have two um, more stories, man. Let, let, let's uh, scrape up as much time as we can. <laughs> you remember <laughs> with, the, with the Crimson and Black, there were um, stories of the screens being duller or more yellowish mm. than the regular ones. Yeah. Um, how much of that was substantiated and how much of it was rumored and do we know if they ever switched to LCD manufacturers or what happened with that? Because I know that um, it's, you only heard of it on the red and crimson mm -hmm. or the, the black and crimson. That's you didn't right. even hear about it on the Zelda one or the the uh, the limited edition uh, Nintendogs one. That's right. I, I'm going to have to dig through some of my archives to, to find a link to this. Um, but I remember seeing when, when they first hit, uh, it was like one of like Joystick or something. They had a side-by-side -side comparison to a white DS Lite and a red and black DS Lite. And the screen was noticeably dimmer. Um, I remember reading a news post or it was a comment that this was just a temporary thing because someone bought one um, after the initial shipment and their screen was better. So it might have just been a, a bad run of LCD panels because I know for sure that the uh, the gold and pink ones that just came out uh, around Christmas time did not have this issue. The screens are, yeah. are super, super bright. Well, then let's hope that the blue and, and the blue and the black ones won't have the same problem yeah exactly. it's just odd that they would just switch lcd manufacturers that had a bad batch and you know really you didn't hear much about it it no. was only it was only for, like you said for maybe for the first run for the first couple of weeks when it was released you'd heard about it yeah and it, it wasn't really that big of a story either uh, so i guess it wasn't really um upsetting too many people because i mean even a, a little bit of a dimmer ds light screen is still a really damn bright uh screen compared to the ds fat like, the, the fat had a really, really poor screen that you couldn't see if you were in the sun at all. Um, meanwhile, you can take your DS, out, DS Lite outside when it's bright and sunny, and you can still see the screen almost perfectly. Um, so it's it's just a, a better technology that they're using in these LCD panels, I guess. Yeah. You want to jump into the next one? Yeah, this is uh, just a little bit of a uh, of an interesting story. Um, it, it hit right around the Christmas time and it, we didn't get a chance to report on it earlier um, but we wanted to include it anyway because it is such a damn cool image and that is um, um, I guess people have been dissecting some of the Nintendo patents that have been recently granted uh, and, and they were talking about a, a new game player uh, they didn't say whether it was a Game Boy or a DS um, that has a bigger widescreen top screen which may or may not be a touch panel and a a little bit bigger than what's currently on the DS touch panel on the bottom and uh, things like uh, like 
like um, in internal hard drive storage and stuff like that, like internal flash storage inside the unit. So one of the uh, one of the artists over at Gizmodo.com actually took all these patents and designed what looks like a really really sexy DS Lite. Uh, I saw it and I was like, Nintendo has to do this. It looks almost like something that Apple would do. Like it is just very 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 sexy looking. It looks almost like an iPhone really when it if it was yeah. closed as a clamshell. So I wanted to include that image just so everybody out there can drool and then complain when Nintendo doesn't release something that looks as good. How cool would it be just to say, and, and this sounds like it'd be kind of expensive. I don't know how, how cheap uh, it could be from a, directly to a manufacturer, but say even just a gigabyte of flash memory mm-hmm. where you could store demos and store you know stuff. Like It doesn't have to be large. I mean, the, the Wii itself only has, what is it, 256 megabytes of? 512. 512 yeah. megabytes. Mm-hmm. So considering that the Wii was released uh, over a year ago, um, I think that uh, a gigabyte by the time the new super awesome DS Lite Part 2 comes out, mm-hmm. a gig would be feasible. Um, I would assume so. I mean, even if they wanted to cheap out and not include any internal, but just make the user stick an SD card or something in the side, um, yeah. it, it, they definitely need to do something like that. Because, I, I mean, downloading demos is cool. But then having to lose your demo whenever you turn your power off, that's pretty uncool. So hopefully yeah. hopefully in the next one it's going to have some sort of inst- internal storage. Yeah. Uh, one thing that uh, I was going through some of the comments uh, of that mock-up, and it's pretty interesting that people picked out right off the bat some of the functionality issues that that, that uh, design would come across. Like if you notice the way it's opened up, um, it would be kind of hard to access the shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, Overall, though, as soon as you told me there was a mock-up of a Super DS, I pretty much immediately imagined what it would be, like a, a, a more rounded clamshell-type product, more, I guess more MacBook Airish, you know, where it's mm-hmm. kind of rounder um, and slimmed down. Um, so it, it's actually kind of similar to what I thought it was going to be, but uh, we'll see. I mean, Nintendo, really no one's, this is just a mock-up. No one really has any idea of what it's going to look like. Um, and it's just something, it's just eye candy, really, for you guys to kind of devour. Exactly. All right. Awesome. Uh, this next <laughs> bit is actually pretty neat, um, and this is actually being tested right now. Disney uh, would like to start using DS on their as a tour guide at their theme parks. Um, there was a, a small group test where they, I, I, and unfortunately, it doesn't say, I, I looked everywhere in the, in the post, um, for a direct name of which theme park. But basically this group of people were invited um, at one of the theme parks to test out something. And they walk into this area and they were given DSs or they already had their DSs and they plugged in a cartridge. And basically all it was, it was a cartridge with maps and guides to uh, the happiest place on earth um, with GPS as well. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the bottom, it actually plugged in to the GBA slot um, and you could pick different icons and choose where you want to go and what you want to do, and it would actually show you how to get there. So it was like an interactive guide. Um, it was just a test. A few people were selected to try it out. There's pictures of it. I'll, uh, we'll have the links uh, up. Um, but it's very interesting. I mean, considering that I, last time I went to Disneyland, I took my DS, mm-hmm. and if they said, hey, there's a free option where you could just plug in a cartridge um, and have a guide, you know, it'd be pretty cool to walk around with your DS and all of a sudden maybe you hear it chime or something and you open up and there's like a fun fact 
about mm-hmm. Disneyland or for the very place that you were standing at that moment, you know, the, in history, um, you know, like Disney, you know, uh, cut the ribbon for the ride at this very spot, you know, stuff like that um, would be really, really awesome to see. But it's really interesting to see that Disney is actually taking um, the opportunity to use a product that most likely a lot of their patrons will be carrying around with them anyway. Exactly. No, I mean, Sorry, uh, not not to interrupt you, but it's very no. cool. It's similar to what uh, is happening at the the Mariners uh, Ball Stadium, where you can order like hot dogs and things uh, right from your DS. And the way that's done there is uh, you actually download it a program wi- like through Wi-Fi, and then it runs on your DS where you can place orders and and answer trivia and things like that. They were doing that for a while. I'm not sure if they're still doing that there uh, in Seattle, um, but. I, this is something that um, both uh, like Iwata and uh, and I think Miyamoto were, were talking about where they want to see the DS used as more of a lifestyle device than just a, a game player. I mean, sure, it's awesome for games, but it'd be cool if you could go into a mall and uh, and find out info, like download the uh, the layout of the mall on your DS without having a cartridge. Um, like Disney is just an, an, a logical next step for that. Yeah, and there's probably exactly. a million other one options or or utilizations that you can find for this type of technology. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be ultra cool if you could if we got two different uh, DSs on the next gen, mm-hmm. and one of them like had an integrated GPS system. That would be just too cool. That would That'd be, be unbelievable. Cool. Would never happen. We pretty much know Nintendo and they're ultra conservative, and this is something that they probably wouldn't implement uh, on this generation of system. Mm-hmm. But it'd be pretty freaking awesome to be able to uh, to have a GPS integrated in my DS Lite exactly. Part 2. Or at least offer a, a way to buy one really cheap that would slam into the cartridge slot. So anybody could, could buy a, G, a, a GPS for their DS if they wanted, and then it would, be, it would give you extra functionality at a place like Disney if, uh, yeah. if you wanted to use that. How cool would that be, right? That would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, this has nothing to do uh, – this is really a really minor news note, but I just found it funny more than anything else. I, I showed it to Lloyd le- to, uh, earlier today. Um, all right, guys. What do you think if Sega was going to come up with a cat game similar to Nintendogs, what do you think they would call it? I, I oh. won't say what I said off, off the air because that would just be rude. Um <laughs> Uh, well, how about how about not the one uh, that would be rude, but how about some of the other options that you were thinking? Like, obviously, can't be Nintendo Cats because that's it's not done by Nintendo. What about Sonic Cats or something? So- <laughs> close, very close. Very close. Actually, if you guys uh, if you guys are done guessing, if you're not, pause it now. Keep thinking of other names, but um, the name of, of this uh, cat simulator is actually going to be Dream Cats. Uh, nice. Sega Dreamcats, Sega Dreamcast. Oh, just um, a little. They 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 spelled something. They misspelled something in the office, and people said, "Hey, I can make a game out of that." <laughs> Give this <laughs> man a million dollars. He's the smartest <laughs> man alive. Yep, pretty much. Um, it's based on uh these little Pokemon. I mean, not Pokemon. Excuse me. Uh, what do you call? It? Remember those little keychains? Uh, Tamagotchi. Uh, Tamagotchi. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of based on that. There's little toys called the. Uh, Dream Cat Smile in Japan, and they're kind of based on that whole thing. But uh, from what it sounds like, it's uh, very reminiscent of Nintendogs, so much so that you could actually toss a tennis ball to your cat. Who tosses tennis balls to their cats? Cats I, don't do anything cool. No, there's probably more people that toss tennis balls at cats than to cats. Like, we, we <laughs> used to have a couple cats, and they would 
they the only thing they'd like to play with would be the laser pointer, and uh-huh. then they'd beg for catnip so they could get all stoned out on top of the cat tree and then just go to sleep. So they're uh, they didn't really like to play too much. So I, I don't know how fun this game will be. Uh, does it come with claws? Like when you when you start like petting the cat, does claws come out of the side and like stab you in the hand? Yeah, it's pretty awesome because then you actually have to go and uh, get them uh, get their claws clipped. Oh, okay. And then and then one day when you actually let them go back into the wild, they get eaten by other dangerous animals because they lost their way to defend themselves. Ah, well, that's that's perfect. That's just yeah. like real life then. Exactly. <laughs> Are we awesome. all done with the news, or do we have anything else to add? Yeah, sorry guys, it's been a really really light news month. Uh, I won't even say week and. Uh, that's all we have for you this week, but uh, we don't even have any emails or voicemails that we can play on the air. And whose but fault is that? That's not our fault. That's not our fault. Maybe we're not asking enough. Maybe we're not telling them where they can send this stuff. Maybe I should uh, tell the people where, where, they, tell could the people send. where they could send this stuff. Okay. Then. Well, if you want to email us, that's the typey-typey on the keyboard, you can head on over to dslifepodcast.com, click contact us at the top of the page, and do it there. Or you can just send us an email directly to dslifepodcast at gmail.com. But if your hands are broken or your fingers aren't working too well because it's really cold where you are, you could just pick up the phone and call area code 206-326-1221. Again, ladies and gentlemen, that number is 206-326-1221. And then we'll uh, potentially, if it's something we can use, I'm not going to say we're going to use everything because we've received some stuff lately that I can't put on the air. I'll listen to it and laugh, but it can't go in the air. Um, but if it's something we can use, we'll definitely play it in future episodes of the DS Live podcast or Wii Spot podcast if you're sending a, a, a Wii uh, news note or comment in. So please do that, guys. We really want to hear it. Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, we're all done. Uh, again, you guys make this podcast interesting, so send us anything that you guys have. Um, if you just want to stop by and say hi, we'd be happy to hear it too. Mm-hmm. We haven't spoken to some of you in a while. Uh, we're trying to bring these out on a regular basis. Uh, and really, this one was just a podcast to touch base with you uh, and say hello. Since um, if we didn't put anything out just because there wasn't news, some of you guys would think that we were quitting again and then <laughs> like try to burn our houses down and whatnot. So. Yeah. yeah, firebugs. A lot of firebugs listen to this podcast, I guess. Yeah. All right. And and one, one other thing. If you guys just want to call the voicemail line and say your name and where where you're from, like... Hey, I'm Bob from Sheboygan. Uh, we can then maybe splice a bunch of those Make together. Make fun of you? No. Oh, well, no, maybe. No. There, there's always that. But we could maybe use this in uh, like little uh, little bumpers or or little uh, little sound bits to use between sections in future episodes as well. So we we wanna we wanna develop this uh, communication um, with you guys again. Like when we first started the podcast, there was a lot of people sending emails in us answering and people sending more emails in to reply to what we said and we just want to pick that up again we're trying to it's a new year we're trying to start new start over and uh and bring this podcast back to the way the, the way that people uh, really liked it they really liked that we were uh, into like uh, interacting with our listeners so much so we want to do that again but we need your help and real quick guys um i think all sides point towards that uh that little uh, demo and that trial of the DS at Disney. Um, it looks like it was Disney World. Mm. Uh, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm trying to – there's no statement saying that, but from everything that I've been seeing, all signs point towards Disney World uh, trying this out. So let's hope that they bring this – well, not that most of you guys care, but I would love to see this at Disneyland because I live maybe about 30 minutes away. So Nice. 
All right, guys, we're out of here. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for staying subscribed, and we will talk to you guys soon. Bye bye. DS Life, your DS News Source. source, 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 source.